Alejandra. I'm Sam. I'm Harrison. I'm Rocky. And I'm Marcelo. And this is Going Helm Steep, the Middle Earth film series retrospective by Talk Film Society. Episode 7, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Part 3. So we had left off the last episode. We had had to cut things short for time. Uh, Now we're going to finish the rest of Return of the King, um, extended edition. Uh, So last we talked, last episode... Uh, we got to the rings destruct. Uh, the ring has been destroyed, been um, uh, taken care of. Uh, Sam and Frodo end up on Mount Doom, on the rocks, waiting for something, for death. Um, and along come the the eagles, the eagles. So here's a point of contention for some people. Uh, the eagles. Uh, as we get into it, what do we think of the Eagles right away? I think they're, they're great. fine. I think they're cool. Um, Matt, when we were watching it uh, last time, Mallory posited that like they could be read as American interventionism at the end of World War One, just kind of rolling in at the last minute and like not really doing anything. But everyone's like, "Oh, I they could have fixed everything." I'm like, "But they couldn't have, though." <laughs> well, and these people that are like. They should have just asked the eagles. It's like they're not their slaves. I mean, what, like, what the fuck? Like, they're they're just gonna get involved because we because t- a bunch of white people tell them to. Like, yeah, come on. and also like Sauron has air support. You're you're riding in on eagles, and the fell beasts are gonna knock you out of the fucking sky. Like, also fucking that is a metaphor. Jesus Christ! Like, the, come on! Like that we need, you know, that the like we needed the, the journey. It's the whole point of the damn series like yeah you have no movie if you cheat like that yeah it's the same thing as like uh any john ford western you shoot the fucking horses in the beginning you have zero film like it's like you have to journey you have to travel it's like that that argument's the dumbest shit in the world especially especially in the case of lord of the rings because they're literally telling you it's a goddamn quest like the most epic quest of all time to save the world it's like yes you're gonna traverse a lot of ground it is is a bad faith argument that avoids engaging with the material it is bad criticism and i will stand by that fight me exactly yeah exactly i agree with that harrison 100 percent yeah, okay. <clears throat> I agree with you, obviously. I mean, I I pay no mind to these people who nitpick moments like that. These so so called plot holes in the novel and the movies. Fucking yeah. Cinema Sins garbage ass nonsense. <laughs> Thank you, Harrison. <laughs> um, but I love this moment, okay? Uh, because yes, we obviously know our heroes. I I having not read the books or not knowing how this uh, particular story ends. I mean. Even I knew this is not how it was going to end. You know, of course, Sam and Frodo are going to be okay, but I just didn't realize how they would be saved and 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 in what fashion. So here come the Eagles. Here they come. Um, I'm actually playing the movie again uh, on my on my screen over here. We see Gandalf leading the charge. Oh my God! If that doesn't make you like swoon of seeing Gandalf like emotionally looking out at the hobbits on the eagle like damn powerful shit uh and yeah it, it comes after them um just realizing yeah they're done for but hey um 
they're being whisked whisked away and as we fade out uh we begin our final uh endings of this movie okay again and, and since we're here well we, we can talk about this too how people over the years have made fun of how uh, many endings this movie has okay which i don't find uh valid at all because I, I have you watched this and I'm like, no, this 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 flows well. I mean, this wraps up everything I wanted to, I wanted to wrap up. Like, how how dare anybody accuse us of going longer than it should? It ends, I think, as as well as any movie on this scale, you know, can end. So yeah, um, you know, what's the first thing we see after they get safe from the Eagles? We see the sequence in which Frodo's in bed. So let's talk about this, guys. It's sweet. It's like everyone is finally like ready. You know, everyone's finally like done, like with this crazy ass quest, and it's just really sweet. It, remi- it reminds me of when he woke up, you know, after he was injured, and everyone's just like, "Fuck yeah!" They're like jumping on the bed, you know, like it's the same kind of shit. It's just one of those like, "We did it!" Can you fucking believe it? Like kind of moments, you know, and it's it's really sweet. I don't know. I I'm, I'm all about it. I wish it would have lasted for five years. I always laugh because like. Sam just comes in kind of at the end like hey everybody <laughs> yeah. I all, I'm also alive by the way <laughs> yeah yeah. he rolls in at the last minute you know it's meant to have like that emotional impact like yeah the bestie's there you know what I mean but he's just like sup <laughs> he just like walks in with a little sup on his face and you're just like alright man <laughs> like alright like he's um, a war he's yeah. war vet you know so he's a little chiseled yeah. now he's a little little hard now made of hard bark now so he's just like yeah whatever bro I don't got time for hugs <laughs> yeah and Frodo at this point has to I mean the first person he sees is Gandalf so I guess the thing he's dead a little bit right like for a minute there like he's in the I mean come on like I mean it's sh- it's shot like that yeah oh yeah it's very ethereal and very washed out in the you know that Rivendell way but even more so than Especially right when it starts, like the it's even overlit in a in a good way, but like then Rivendell typically is. So See, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little there's a little bit there of like, but then you start seeing Gimli and the Hobbits and stuff. So see, I I, I never I never realized that uh, Sam that he at that point he sees Gandalf and it. I mean, the last time we saw him, uh, last time Frodo saw Gandalf was when Gandalf was you know. Um, uh, dead, <laughs> or, or, or seemingly dead. <laughs> so, and then he wakes up. He sees he sees Gandalf. He's like, "Oh, I'm in heaven now." Okay, <laughs> this, this is where I am. But then, of course, Sam and Pippin show up, and he's like, "Oh, okay, uh, um, I'm I'm still alive." Oh, so we all died, <laughs> or we all died. <laughs> yeah, we're all dead. <laughs> and then, yeah, then Gimli, then Legolas shows up, and everybody else is like, "Hey, it's a party in heaven." Fantastic. Um, okay. And him mouthing Aragorn is really nice. I mentioned in the earlier, you know, I mentioned in the Fellowship episode of how much I love the friendship between, you know, the, the uh, between Frodo and Aragorn. We barely see it. And so this moment, and then obviously the moment that turns me into a puddle every single time, which we'll get to here in a bit. But yeah. it just means a lot to me. Yeah. We love to yeah. see it. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's it maybe yeah maybe it's a bit over sentimental 
I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I think I think we've earned it at this point. The movie's earned this moment. It's all shot in slow motion. It all has these very cheese, you know, cheesy little moments. I love it. I, I, I cannot hate this sequence. At it's all. the last time we see these characters together, so I can't. Right. I'm, I'm in love with it. <laughs> right. And also, after everything they've been through, and you're at this point, I know we all are, but I think I would safe to say that the audience sh- should love these characters by now. They should really be um, attached to them in a profound way. And that scene just says all that it just says like look at them man they made it you know this is sweet you know this is like incredible they went through all of it it doesn't matter what character you pick they all had great arcs like all of them so cool absolutely how can you not be with these guys uh after three movies and um what what is it like nine, nine hours later come on come on um okay and then we and then after that sequence uh, I, th- I think that's all we have to say about that sequence right yeah. Is now we get to the coronation of the king. One of my favorite scenes in the whole like trilogy. Uh, yep. it, yeah. It's it, it's beautiful. Um, because hey, it's in the title of the movie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the return of the king, and Aragorn gets his crown. Um, what else can we say about this uh, sequence scene? Um, well, the obvious thing is like the. My friends, you bow to no one. Oh my god. But, yeah, that's which, the best moment in, in that whole scene. That yeah. Is yeah, by, by far. By far. Um, I really like, you know, the kiss is really huge too because both actors said, we got to go for it. Like, and they really like made out <laughs> like <laughs> hardcore. And that, that it shows, you know, it's like, it's really good, like for the characters and the film. I mean, I'm glad they were like, yeah, fuck it, let's just go for it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I like that bit a lot. But the, the you, you bow to no one is one of the best things like in the whole trilogy. That just says, that just says all of it. It's like the smallest person can conquer the world. You know, the, the it's the Yoda thing. It's the whole, um, you know, it's it's just, it's many other factors. But again, I keep bringing this up: the the loyalty, the love, the honor, the respect. That's that scene times a million. Like that scene says everything. And then everyone kneels to them. You're just kind of like, holy shit, dude! Like it's it's profound. Like you know, I get misty every time I watch that scene. Like every single time. Like it's the best shit in the world. I'm pretty much crying from like the beginning of Fellowship all the way the end of this movie so i also get misty Um, also um yeah go ahead eowyn and faramir are not yeah i mean like they fall in love which is a beautiful and actually that's my favorite couple in this entire well besides sam and frodo my favorite couple gimli and legolas (laughs) yeah i like them too actually i don't know but they should have expanded on that that's all i'm gonna say yeah, because I, uh, having watched, have, well, as I'm watching this now, yes, they show a, a quick glimpse of Eowyn and Faramir in the crowd applauding. And yeah, they had that scene previous. Of right, them, in the extended version. Yeah, yeah in, like, the, so that, in the extended version, yeah. Which we talked, we, we don't need to talk about that again. Right, right, yeah, like but the, yeah, but in the extended cut, sure, you get, you know, some of that. But yeah, I would have loved, like, I'm, I'm with well, I'm with Ali. I, I, I would have loved more of that. Didn't they? Uh, hey, didn't that scene was longer? Didn't they cut out that scene where Aragorn sends Faramir a note saying, "You better learn to cook." <laughs> <laughs> and they thought it was just too rude, and so they cut it. Yeah, that's but in I'm, that's that's in the extended extended edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. pretty sure that happened. No, it did. 
In the books, anyway. And hey, uh, speaking of relationships, uh, who who also shows up at the at the coronation? Uh, Arwen. Uh, she's like, hey, I'm here, a- Aragorn. Let's do it. And how we feel about that relationship at this point? Oh my god, I'm so bored with it. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're happy together. They, it's they're like a boring nice, as. Fuck. I don't know. I'm. They're so boring. They're boring. They're boring. In the movies. In the movies, okay. They're boring. I don't know. I, uh, I, I can't help but feel things when I look at Liv Tyler anytime she's on screen. So. I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah, obviously. So it, it, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for her character. And he's if, gorgeous. It's just I didn't totally believe that relationship, which is probably why they had to compensate for it at the end. Like, yeah. I, I just didn't believe it. She's boring. I don't really... Oh, my God. I can't believe how much talking about this has made me hate Arwen so much more <laughs> than I did before, but... Well, just, so, has, has that been a big revelation for you, Ale, that now you just... It's just... Yeah. Like, now that we did this, I'm kind of like... I don't want to say I hate Arwen because I don't hate anything about these fucking movies, but I just don't care about her at all the way that I do about, like, literally every other character. <laughs> Wow, what an outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for ruining this for me, guys. Uh, I was going to say, I apologize. <laughs> um, so, uh, any other thoughts on Arwen uh, or on the coronation sequence as we move along, guys? Uh, Aragorn singing is nice. I, I oh, that's like, right, yeah. I like when Aragorn sings in Elvish, I'm assuming. I... You know what's cool about you know what's cool about that is like even um, flash forward to the Hobbit films, like a lot of the actors do their own singing. Like it's not somebody faking it; it's literally like that person belting out those notes. For sure, and that says a lot. I, th- I think that means a lot. That that says that the actor, you know invested the time to learn these fucking weird ass words <laughs> and, to, and to sing it you know correctly i don't know there's and there's something about that too like there's something about vigo's voice that kind of resonates really true it's like you heard him throughout the entire trilogy talking like and you know giving speeches and all of a sudden he's singing and you're like oh that's for real him you know what i mean like this ain't like some dude they might then later 80 yard later it's like I love that shit. I love. I like when people do their own stunts. Is kind of what I'm saying. And I know singing yeah. is not exactly a fucking stunt, but you get what I'm stabbing at. It's like that's that's really John Wick firing those guns. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. really that, that that kind of shit. It's like I love when the actors put in the work. You know, and so th- that's a good scene. I'm glad you brought it up, Sam. Wait, has has Keanu ever sang in a movie, Sam? I, I, I turn to you with this tangent of a question. You're putting me on a goddamn spot. Yeah, he sings in all his movies. <laughs> he sings in all his movies just secretly yes. in, the, in the background. <laughs> Dude, his actions are music notes. Like, <laughs> there you just go. The way, Thank just you. the way he looks into the camera, you're like, "Dude, did you hear that crescendo?" <laughs> Shit. So now, after the coronation, we turn to uh, it's it's Frodo, right? Um, wrapping up his plot line. Uh. And yeah, how do we feel about this? Because I, I think it's, well, it's, it's, them, this, it's, it's them, them returning to the Shire. Okay, them returning to the Shire. Let's, yeah, it's all about that. Then they're, they're returning to the Shire. Um, I, I for one, uh, love going back there. Yeah, I can't imagine like like ending the movie not like returning to the Shire because it, it felt like so. Imp- it, it was. It is so important to them. Throughout Harrison, you're making noises. Well, you're making the point. noises because they don't have the. They don't have the. Uh, from the books where when they return to the Shire it's all fucked up 
But honestly, I'm of the opinion that I don't know how they... The movie would have been goddamn five hours long. I understand. How would they have I, done it? I understand it from a filmmaking standpoint. I understand you can't have a five-hour film, but also, uh, just from a thematic perspective, it kind of botches what Tolkien's going for. Well, from a thematic perspective, I think it actually works because, like, I think that returning to this kind of like safe haven is like a lesson after like so much struggling being able to return to something so beloved is kind of like inspiring i feel like had they returned to the shire in shambles i would have been depressed and like i would just be like well all of that for nothing yeah congrats welcome to modernism but we still get that through frodo not being able to enjoy it frodo having to i feel like we get enough of that through the him having to leave yeah frodo's wound that doesn't ever heal okay like, but those are to... those are different though there's a difference between you can't prevent there's a difference between you actually cannot protect what you love from industrialization the march of progress moves on forwards and you can't stop it versus war is traumatic and you can't go home again those are different but don't things. they fix the shire though don't they and it's not even that. It's just like if and... you're releasing a film in 2001, and it's not about like what the books were about, and it's supposed to be a much more broad like theme. I think it's okay. And the book still exists. Oh no, I'm aware. I'm aware. Like I, I, like I said, I get it, and I'm fine with how it they work. I'm, I'm fine with how it is here, like, for brevity's sake and just for what they're going for. It's just, like, from a thematic perspective, it's different, and I don't like it. You just don't want Sam to get married. That's really all it is, dude. You want him alone and cold. <laughs> but, no, okay, but just to reemphasize my point, yeah, um... I love yeah. There's a there's a fan. Uh, when it's a fantasy movie. There's a fantasy element there. Yes, you can go home again. You can go home, and it's nice and sweet. Uh, it's untouched by the hell j- that just happened around them. And yeah, I it, it, you want that in a movie like I like I said like in 2001, 2003. At this point, you want a happy ending, and sh- and it would have added a lot more if like what Harrison was saying and what the books are saying like if it if it didn't if it didn't turn out exactly that way um cause uh so okay just just for my sake like so like, what exactly happens to the, to the Shire in the books Harrison so the so jumping back to our discussion of Fellowship the mirror uh, the mirror of Galadriel sequence where he like sees everything torn apart and industrialized and everyone's been enslaved by the uh the orcs and they're forced to um be slaves to capitalism uh that's pretty much what happens at the end of the books uh and because saruman has swept north to the hot the shire to help um bolster his army uh and industrialize the whole area so the saruman's death and gets moved to the end of return of the king rather than the start so a lot of the material is still there. It's just in different places. I know. I think uh, Peter Jackson and company, I think they made, they made the right move. Sorry, Harrison. Okay. I do too. It's the sensation of the adaptation. Put put, put that on the poster. It's the sensation of the go. adaptation. Hey, make, <laughs> one of those, make one of those graphics, Harrison. Put it in the DMs. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes from this ending sequence is the uh, them back in the, uh, in the pub, you know, uh, getting their, their pints and they're like, 
sitting there that they just, you know, save the damn world and the hobbits are freaking out over a big pumpkin. Like, I fucking love that. Like, I think it's perfect. Like, it's the... They're really excited that they got this big gourd and they're, like, washing it and patting each other on the back and they're just over there kind of looking at each other not knowing what to do and then Sam making the decision to finally, you know, go for it with uh, Rosie. It's just... It's all lovely and it's it's great yeah i'm a fan of that too because they're literally sitting there just like these motherfuckers got no clue they've been chilling here the whole time smoking <laughs> weed eating salted pork while our bitch asses were like you know almost dying like went to multiple wars had to drink some orakai yak juice like everything sucks <laughs> Everything sucks. How the fuck can y'all be laughing about a pumpkin? Anyway, I'm gonna try and go marry this girl, man, because like I feel confident now. <laughs> After all that, it took all of that uh, a, a trip to Mount Doom just to get my confidence back. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes you gotta schlep your friend up a fucking mountain, and then you're just like, all right, I got it. <laughs> uh, but I, I I love them just hanging out. The, those four hobbits just hanging out at the bar because yeah, they just saved the world, and now they're just they're just hanging out. Say like, hey. Uh, let's go grab a beer. Why not? Uh, yeah, because we, we, we've earned it at this point. So now we move on to the, these next few moments are of um, Frodo wrapping up the book, right? Yep. Yep. Which is a perfect uh, little bookend there. Uh, bookend. See what I did there? Okay. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Uh, I love that little moment of when Frodo finishes it, closes it, and then immediately reaches for his uh, wound. It's just a great little uh, God. These movies are just so good. And um, yeah, he, he like in that moment too when he closes the book. Um, um, Sam's like, "Yeah, good job, you finished it." Frodo's like, "Well, there's a little bit more." And God damn it, if if that's not like a perfect. Like, um, it's almost like Peter Jackson knew people were going to complain like this had multiple endings or something. It's like, (laughs) there's always going to be a little bit more, okay? And I love that we were just, we're still with these characters to the end. Um, uh, Especially to the end of a lot of these characters' journeys. Um, We're about to see the end of a handful. Um, But I love it. Yeah, we're we're, we're with them um, uh, with these last 10 minutes. So for me, it's it's like this real quick, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I just love the fact that like in a normal paced film, let's just say an average whatever easy to eat kind of movie, you would edit that shit down. You would cut it down. But Peter Jackson and company decided to honor the thousands of filmmakers that made that thing even possible. They decided to honor like New Zealand, all the actors that worked on it. It was like, no, I'm giving you 50 fucking endings and I don't give a shit about what you think because like we worked so hard on this and this is like literally us giving you something like special like to the world and if you don't like it, fuck off because it's important to like these people that I made the film with. This army of people that basically did the impossible you know what i'm saying so like i love the fact that he just went with his like filmmakers only gut you know and not an audience gut you know because like he totally would have like you know any other movie would have cut that down 
any other movie would have cut some of that out or truncated it or made it lame. And he's like, nope, we're getting a million fucking endings because I love these people. Like, not only the actors that are playing these characters, but again, the thousands of people that made this happen. The men and women that had babies making this fucking movie. You know what I mean? That, like, it's just huge for me. I think it speaks to him uh, and company as a film as filmmakers. I think it's very important. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm re- realizing that that scene from them, obviously, I'm going to talk to Rosie and Frodo finishing the book is two years later because it took them because the journey was two years I think is that right like I think he said something about uh, I think you're right about that yeah so it's been four years since Weathertop that the when he's now when they're going to uh, so it took him two years to finish the book Uh, and now uh, then they you know Bilbo shows up and they're about to take Bilbo to uh, the Undying Lands. Yeah. Um, qu- quick question, because, um, and I think I'm right in, in, in saying this, like, there there was nothing added to this ending in the extended edition, right? Like, it's... Correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is all from the... Yeah. yeah it's all... It's, every, it's all there. From the, from the moment the ring drops, there's nothing really added here. Yeah. Just removed. Just removed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which I completely appreciate. I mean... Uh, in the theatrical cut, Peter Jackson and company, they're like, "Yeah, we're we're just going for it, you know. We're 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 we're, we're gonna take this big swing." Um, and yeah, like like Rocky, like you guys were saying, it's like, uh, it it's earned. It's like, um, we've made it this far. We've made it nine hours in, and we want to give you like as much ending as as possible. <laughs> so yes, uh, here we go. This final. I think I think this is it, right? This is the no second to last. Second to last. Okay, fine. Second to last uh, moment in the film. Okay, um, let's dive into it. Um, why, why am I all of a sudden emotional now? What's going on? Because <laughs> this fucking scene. Oh man, I, I tweeted after watching it this time again, saying uh, I, I, had, I had literally just rewatched these less than a year ago before rewatching them again for this podcast. So I. I cried at every little ending last the last rewatch, which I usually do, but this time it was just this one, this this scene, specifically the line of Frodo saying the last pages are for you, uh, that hit me right in the feels. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk more about it, guys. Let's go around the table. Harrison, <laughs> um, yeah, h- how do you feel about? Uh, this sequence it's really fucking good (laughs) like I don't have any other real words to describe it like it is like I I don't I I have no words like it's just it speaks for itself I don't need to defend this sequence at all in any way shape or form it's pitch perfect the I think the, the the line that gets me the most is when Bilbo asks to see the ring again on the way to the Grey Havens, and Frodo just says, "I lost it," rather than "I destroyed it." He would rather yes. Bilbo because he can't bring himself to tell Bilbo it's been destroyed, because like he yeah. knows how much he wants it and how, like loves it, and even that's even that far on, it still holds a power over him, and it would kill him right there to hear that it's gone. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. I never I never realized that until you just said that, Harrison. Yeah. That's that's powerful. <laughs> um yeah, uh, who's gonna talk, Sam? 
Uh, yeah, and we see uh, Galadriel again, which is great. Uh, and just, holy God, I miss Andrew Lesney because this this thing is just is lit perfectly. Like, oh my God, I, the, uh, it's like you you. There's just something it, it, honestly beyond words of how I know we, there's that word again, perfect. Uh, but it just is, and the and even just the filmmaking of how they uh, the cutting of the. Uh, the body doubles for the hobbits, like as, uh, you know, we see Ian Holm, and then the next shot we see a, a little person, you know, walking with the, probably a giant of like, you know, like, uh, that the, it just, it's a great shot. And it, like, it's one of those old school, they didn't CGI, de- you know, decrease Ian Holm in size like they would do now. Like, this is just old school movie magic and i love it yeah absolutely can you imagine had they not given us all of these endings and it was just like oh my god that would feel like not coming after a really like good (laughs) after nine hours you know what i mean after nine hours i keep thinking about it and i'm just like "Mm." people would have complained about that too they're like oh it's so abrupt exactly 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 yeah i mean like because like we already said that the Eagle stuff is bad faith criticism, and again, like complaining about how long the endings is can like can kind of verge on that territory because again, it's like refusing to engage emotionally with the material presented to you, and like you can you can complain about it going overly long, but the people like like that are just relentlessly making fun of it for having a million endings kind of miss the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're supposed to feel like you're literally like sending farewells to your friends because you've been with them for so long. I mean, that's how I feel anyway. Like, it generally makes me sad that I have to see them go. And it would not feel as uh, bittersweet if it was, like, s- like snappy. It would just, it just wouldn't. And so I like, I like exactly. I think it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that, like, it puts you in the same headspace as Frodo. Like, you're just yeah. so goddamn tired and just want to rest <laughs> I love these fades to white they're great like the the ship uh, you know sailing into the distance right. uh, and if the all the hobbits realizing that Frodo's leaving and breaking down into tears doesn't you don't have a soul if that doesn't hit you like that shit is uh, emotional napalm like damn yeah, saying bye to your friends in any capacity is really sad, but that's right. like the big goodbye. It's like, oh, he ain't coming back for show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, so, we I thought know. we were gonna go have another pint uh, after this. It, like we were just gonna exactly. go. Exactly. And no, he's gonna go forever, and we're not even gonna be able to, you know, <laughs> see him again. And it's yeah, it's it's. Rough. I mean, I, I guess we'll talk about it later because we're gonna go into the special features. I guess like at some at some point, but I really love the fact that Sean Austin like fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> Do <laughs> you remember that story? Like, they were shooting that whole scene, and it was super emotional. They have to cry, you know. They have to really get into a high emotional pitch. And then they go to lunch and come back, 
and they shot more scenes and it was great and the next day they were like hey you fucked up you didn't put your vest back on basically (laughs) after uh the shoot and so the continuity's fucked now like basically you're you're wearing a vest and you're not wearing a vest and you're wearing a vest and you're not wearing a vest (laughs) so you fucked up we got to shoot it all again and everyone's looking at him like fam i cried all the tears man what the fuck like you know so (laughs) they had to go there again you know so kind of what we're seeing is sloppy seconds I do like that. I think, I, for real, I think when my brain never says, God, I would I wish they would have cut that. Like, my, I never say that. Like, every time I watch the end of Return of the King, I'm never like, oh, this could have been sped up. Or this could have mm-hmm. been, like, you know, shuffled around. Like, I want all all of those seconds. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't want it to end. It's just, like, I think all that, all those scenes are important. And all those scenes are very, very special for pretty much every reason we just pointed out. From the hobbits kneeling to them, you know, having a pint in the in the pub being like, this is weird. You know, that, all that stuff is important. Like, because you have to see their, their journey. You got to see that aftermath. And again, like, Frodo leaving, you know, with Bilbo, that, that's, that's, crazy like that's absolutely fucking crazy and honestly unexpected because i wasn't super familiar with the the book at that point and um or at least i don't remember that ever happening and so it was like a shock i was like he's leaving like no (laughs) like i remember being like dang like that was oh man like my heart you know like this little dude went through hell you know kind of shit so anyway like i wouldn't cut a second i think it's all very 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 vital and very important to the story and again important to the filmmakers that made it if i worked on lord of the rings i would not shut the fuck up about it you know <laughs> i'm just like i'm just a fan who, who like really love these movies and can and can gush about them but dude if i worked on that movie i'd be like shut the fuck up about the endings i will kill you like <laughs> I, would you be, I would be so, i would be so defensive i would be the worst i'd be getting letters from peter being like you need to calm down like i <laughs> i heard you i heard you in interviews like threatening to stab people's necks <laughs> can you imagine like having made these movies like being the person responsible for these movies yeah i simply cannot i can't even imagine I, that that's it's amazing again they pulled off something very very special they were able to shoot an entire trilogy it was loaded with crazy special effects some of which hadn't really been seen yet um, you got a breakthrough performance with Circus during Gollum. You had so much that was good. You know, it's insane. It's like they they stuck the landing. You know, that entire crew like totally stuck the landing. And I give props to everybody involved. I mean, like it's I, I have the music memorized. I have scenes memorized. And this is just upon like seeing it once. And then when you review it. Or, or revisit it and keep rewatching it. You're like, these are so fucking good. Like, it's insane how good they are. Like, it's bonkers. Like, they pulled off a, a total miracle. Yeah. And again, it's when you heard Sam Raimi got Spider Man. I cannot believe Peter Jackson got Lord of the Rings. I cannot believe to this day, and that it has that much heart and that much soul and that much character and attention to detail etc 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 like it's amazing i cannot believe he pulled it off you know yeah um before we because we are at the end we're wrapping up let's not forget this one last scene with uh sam getting back to the shire Mm, i love it yeah i love it so much i'm glad we like end there like i'm glad that we get sam at the very end and then we get the shire music one last time and the that just that slow the way it like fades out is amazing and then cuts into the Annie Lennox song is 
It's amazing, and I can't. There's something. There's, I don't think I've ever that that experience of seeing it in the theater is still seared in my brain. I just remember like the tears and applause of the uh, audience, and I and that was like a week later. I, I didn't see it until a week after it came out, and it was still jam packed with people losing their minds. And it, yeah, it's everything. I just love that they chose to do that. Like. It just makes it feel like it was Sam's story all along. And it, you know, it's a, it goes back to what Frodo was saying about, like, because Sam was all like, oh, they're going to tell so many stories about you. And Frodo's like, no, like, this story couldn't happen without you. And it doesn't because it ends on him. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> I love it. I do love yeah. that. He's a juggernaut in this story. Like, he truly is. Like, he's from the speech at the end of Two Towers to him almost drowning at the end of the first film. Like, just, <laughs> he, he, he's a special, special soul. And you kind of, like, you, you need that in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's not directly in your life, you need to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like Sam, Sam is very vital, like to the grand scheme of things, and not just Lord of the Rings, just in storytelling. Period. Like that character fucking matters, very much. So, I like it. Um, I don't. I, I, I kind of disagree about um, the fact. I, I disagree with your assertion that it's been Sam's story all along. No, it has been Frodo and Sam's story all along. Uh, but we are left with Sam on the final shot because Sam's the one who carries the story forwards and Sam is the one who tells it. Yeah. Sam is basically our narrator through this whole thing. I know the series opens with Kate Blanchett as the narrator, but we like we are viewing Frodo's story through the lens of Sam, pretty much. Which is why he ends with the book. He ends still in the Shire in Middle Earth and is the one willing to carry uh, this legend and this legacy forwards. I just wanted to touch on, on it one more time before we we go to the end credits. Um, I I think it's it's great that we end with uh, Sam. That's the final character we see in this entire saga, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, anyway. Um, and I think it's special. It may not necessarily be, you know, his story. Uh, Harrison has a point uh, with him just being not just a narrator, but you know, that's uh, from his viewpoint. We see the story. Um, but uh, no, I think it's a powerful, powerful image for for that to be the final shot of him uh, going into his home with his wife and family, and and that's it. That's that's the last thing uh, you see in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, it's it's powerful. Uh, why don't we move along? Because that's that's Return of the King. Why don't we go to the end credits? Um, Annie Lennox and that final song over the end credits uh, what do we think it's a it, it's a good song it's really good like I've, I've always loved Annie Lennox not only as a pop star but just as a vocalist in general um, there was one where she um, I need to look it up but she was singing some Freddie Mercury shit she was jamming with Queen at one point and the reaction from like people watching including like David Bowie and people they were just like this girl's killing it you know they just kept like looking at each other like god damn she's awesome you know what I mean and she is like she's just such a great vocalist and to have her in that film is very 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 special but then the art too holy shit the art that goes with the ending to the font everything it's like oh I, it's the best it's it's so special it's like wonderful end credit sequence so you just kind of like you're hypnotized by you know you just keep looking at it like oh this is cool you know like you can't help but like turn away you don't leave the theater once those credits roll you like watch them you know what i mean because they're so dope and i like how it shows every actor too like even the actors that weren't in this one like it shows 
Sean Bean. Right. I like that. And it's like, it's, it's literally, this is the, it takes it like, no, this is the end of all, all of the movies. Like this is, this is right. the real This ending. is the end of yeah. all movies. All <laughs> movies <laughs> ever, yes. But yeah, it is, it is 20 minutes of credits. So yeah. like, yes, Rocky, I get it. Like, they're really pretty, but I do not watch these the whole way through. There's tw- they're 20 minutes long. I refuse. That's disrespectful to everybody that worked on this film that you enjoy so much. <laughs> why, have, sat, why haven't I've, you memorized I've, their names? <laughs> I've, I've watched them, like, the first few times all the way through, but now I'm at the point, like, nah, I'm, I, I got graduate school things to do. I got to read. I got to do life. Like, I don't have 20 minutes to sit here for If you don't these. sit through the... Lord of the Rings fan club credits. You're not a real <laughs> fan of these movies. You're you're not a real one. <laughs> oh my god! All right, goodbye. Why don't we go to final thoughts? Why don't we wrap this up? Our final thoughts on th- this, the ending, the, the the film itself. Uh, uh, what are we thinking? Let's go around the table. Um, it's I so I've I think I've said in each episode that like a different movie is my favorite one, and it I don't even I can't even do it anymore. I just this series means everything to me. Uh, I feel like I'll be a broken record at this point if I say anything else, but these movies are incredible, and I'll watch them every year for the rest of my life. So yeah, other people talk. Um, you know, everything I said to the nth degree, I mean, like, I, I love this trilogy from the bottom of my heart, and this film did not let me down. I was sitting in the theater blown away at all times, like, whether it was the battle sequences, whether it was the emotion that was involved, and again, it just, I got swept up under its spell. Like, I was completely hypnotized by that movie. And then when it ended, I was just like, he did it, man. Like, that trilogy was fantastic, man. That is up there with Star Wars, that it's up there with, like, any other trilogy you can name, like Indiana Jones, like, all of it. It's like, it's the, it's special. It's so, so special. And again, exceeded expectations, did not let me down, and I still watch them today like they just came out yesterday. I love these movies, uh, especially Return of the King, you know? It's it's a great way to cap it off, because usually the part three gets beat up a bit, whether it's mm-hmm. a Turn of the Jedi or whatever, Matrix, it doesn't matter. Like, people always bitch about part three for whatever reason, and this is, this is not one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like a complete experience. One, two, and three are all complete journeys, like, to somewhere special and somewhere different that you haven't been in the film world and I love it like that's I'll just end it there I mean I love 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 these movies and Return of the King is is no exception it's a beautiful movie I hated it I don't actually know why I'm on this podcast she was actually, lying no, she was lying the whole time <laughs> the tattoo is actually you know removable <laughs> um yeah mm-hmm. no actually there's like it's interesting that Rocky said that like the third movie in certain franchises always sucks because I don't think that's true when it comes to horror and Peter Jackson was a horror filmmaker for a very long time so interesting thread there might expand on that later but no obviously it's it's my favorite one in the trilogy I mean I've said it like every episode uh well <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say where it ranks for me because I'll get attacked and I don't want to get attacked. You already right now. said it that it's um, your least fave. Yeah, it's it's it. It's just I don't know why. Like it's great, it's great. I just like the other two more for some That's reason. Fair. Um, 
but like my one general piece of criticism for this is like if you don't want people to complain about how your endings are taking too long maybe don't use so many fade to blacks because those are generally accepted as like oh hey the movie's over now and then if you fade to black and then keep going a couple of times people are gonna get confused and tired and make signals maybe just crossfades or star wipes or something star wipes <laughs> star wipes and loader that would be fucking hilarious that would be fucking hilarious now I want to edit star that's gonna happen please some video editor please fucking add star wipes to the fucking ending and that would be perfect I can't stand any of you <laughs> Page turn wipes. <laughs> I don't know. I just think swipe left. I think this one. Swipe right. I do. Yeah, I do think this one suffers most from the the concessions <sighs> that have to be made for adaptation. Okay. And like, it, they're they're a great movie. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. But as somebody who's actually super interested in the differences bet- uh, in adaptation, uh, it just irritates me uh, on a thematic perspective. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I, I can't wait. Until we talk about the Hobbit movies. Uh, oh my I, god! I, I'll tell you what. I am so excited. I am so <laughs> excited too. about those. I have to read that fucking book now. God damn it! It's, it's a breezy book though. Yeah. I mean, not if you're in graduate school though. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Harrison. Always. I don't read for fun. <laughs> oh, uh, I should say my thoughts. I love this movie. I do. I think having seen it now for this podcast. Um, as much as I loved it before, I love it even more now. Uh, because hey, I got to I got to experience it with you guys. Um, oh, Marcello, yeah. uh, is that sweet? Yeah, I can be sweet sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. Talking it with you guys, talking about how you feel about it, it also made me appreciate it more. And I tell I've told this story so many times, but like I I saw it opening day. Um, and then I, I turned back around, bought another ticket, so I saw it twice in one day. Spent like what seven seven hours of my time uh, uh, watching this in a theater, and a uh, beautiful experience. So that's always gonna stay with me, and I'm I'm glad. And now we can talk about the Oscars because I know Harrison want to talk about the Oscars. We haven't talked about the Oscars at all. I don't think. Want is a strong word. <laughs> you were begging for it, Harrison. <laughs> I never want to talk about the Oscars. I'm just good at complaining. Hey, I was excited when this won a whole bunch of shit because, hey, I mean, sure, awards or whatever, you know, but when a production like this after working so hard like the entire team, you know, um, to get rewarded for that on this level um for as much as they did yeah. on this movie in particular i was i was ecstatic well yeah uh, i don't i don't really put much credence to the oscars but this is one of those times where this is why they kind of matter in a small way like that they uh again a lot of these people were you know just from new zealand like they were filmmakers in new zealand and the new zealand film industry is not exactly hailed as it should be it's it's one of the it's great but i'm saying on the global level people just Overlook kind of it. ignore it and then yeah. the fact that all these guys you know like uh i'm blanking on their names right now but like the production designers the costume designers the you know that they're they make this trip and they you know they get honored for their hard work and it i don't remember again i was out of the loop of uh, i can't imagine being on Oscar Twitter during 2004. <laughs> Howard Shore, MVP. 
that one. Yes. Uh, did he? He didn't win before. Did he? Did he win for? I'm trying to remember what the because all the, the other two movies won Oscars. Well, yeah. Let's, let's let's do a quick, really rapid fire. Uh, look through at the Oscars uh, and what each film won. So, first one was nominated for 13, won four. Uh, makeup, cinematography, score. So, yes, uh, okay, Howard cool. Shore won for Fellowship. Uh, and also visual effects. So, that was the first movie. Second movie was nominated for six and won two. Uh, the two it won was sound and visual effects. And Return of the King, nominated for 11, won all 11. Uh, tying Titanic and Ben Hur for most Oscar wins. Um, and yeah. I loved. Uh, I loved when uh, Spielberg, because uh, Spielberg is the one that announced Best Picture, and he was like, I just the, him saying it's a clean sweep. Also, like it's one of the things. It's like I associate that with the movies now. Uh, and I think that was probably the first time I watched the Oscars was that year, and I uh, because I was like, maybe it was for uh, Fellowship, but like. Lord of the Rings got me to watch the Oscars in the first place. So, uh, there you go. There you go, yeah. Um, Yeah, so this one, picture, director, adapted screenplay, art direction, costume design, makeup, original score, original song, sound mixing, film editing, and visual effects. So, all of that. Hell yeah. Yeah, there you go. Holy shit, did did we know that... that, Maybe I just missed this from the appendices, but did we know that the kid playing... Uh, Sam's daughter is Sean Astin's daughter. I, I th- Aww. Yeah, I think I knew that. I think I yeah, probably it, didn't know that. And then yeah, forgot yeah, yeah. It and yeah. That's hard to throw. That's a cool little fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 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 Harrison, your thoughts on the Oscars? So, gen- so I would like to thank the Oscars for being trash consistently year <laughs> over year. Um, if you want to hear me complain more about the Oscars, go track down our 2016 Oscar prediction episode. Uh, and our Oscar announcements uh, commentary from last year or from early this year. What a fucking travesty. God damn. Um, but <laughs> I think this this year specifically was like one of the better ones. It's still a fucking shame that none of the actors were nominated for any of the awards. Oh, yeah. Um, none, none. Like, absolutely none. And it bugs the hell out of me because I feel like... I feel like there was still part of this like like academy elitism that they didn't want a New Zealand production to bypass in awards uh, some something like Ben Hur or Titanic like those are like such monoliths of cinema like I feel like there was like because a lot of people like you could fill a best supporting actor and actress category with the people in this film. Yeah, like, Sean it's Astin a, it's probably would have won. Sean uh, Astin should have yeah. won. Miranda Otto should have won. Like, fucking just irritates the hell out of me that they weren't even nominated. Yeah. Sean uh, Astin specifically. Ast- like, Astin for a, sure. Yeah. What a fucking crime. Yeah. Holy shit. I have I have severely softened on my stance about the Lord of the Rings Oscars because there was a point where I was screaming that all three of them should won <laughs> should have won twelve uh, like eleven Academy Awards each. Um, I have severely softened on that. Um, I'm still angry about the fucking (laughs) fellowship year for different reasons, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. uh, Ian McKellen got nominated for a supporting actor for fellowship, but yeah, other than that, I don't see any other actor being nominated uh, in a Lord of the Rings movie. So 
what a goddamn travesty. Yes. I mean, that, I mean, we're, we're at the end. We also want to do a wrap-up. We, we only have like 10 minutes left, guys. I mean, if you want to do a quick wrap-up of the Lord of the Rings trilogy... I mean, we 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 just spent several hours. <laughs> I think talking I mean, about what else can we fucking say? Yeah. What else can we say? Started? What else? Is there something we we may have missed? No. You know? No. <laughs> I think you're hypnotized by this too many endings thing. I think you really. Yeah, want to I just I, I, just want, I just want to stretch this out for another ending. So we did our final thoughts. We did the Oscars. Uh, what other ending can I tack on here? That's that, that's it, guys. We did it. Um. What do we do? Who do you think smells the best in the Lord of the Rings trilogy? <laughs> um, definitely, pro- um, out of the dudes, Aragorn probably smells the best. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Leg- Legolas, he's an elf. He doesn't even you're emit sweat. Right. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. You're totally right. I'm so it's sorry. It's just the elves. Yeah, it's just the elves. They smell the best. Gimli, Gimli probably smells like wet microwave dogs. <laughs> and Gandalf smells like patchouli, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's got some hippie shit going on, because he always got herbals. Mm-hmm, so he's definitely mm-hmm. he's definitely going to smell like that. And, you know, Aragorn's a dude, so he's going to smell like a dude. But yeah, Legolas, that that dude, he doesn't sweat. Like, so he's gonna be like just like golden the whole time. You're gonna be like, I don't smell anything. Absolutely. He smells smell like amber. You know? No, he's gonna smell like amber, like like mystical. You know, I I, I love that. I love that. See, there you go. That's a good wh- question. But what what about Gandalf the White? Isn't he like a ghost or something? Mm-hmm. Well, he's he- also smelling like patchouli. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Still. All right. He's gonna smell like patchouli. Is just he a in general. Ghost? I actually think Gandalf the White would smell more like patchouli than Gandalf the Grey. I feel like Gandalf the Grey would just smell like Weed. must. And yeah. Right. Right. Like your ninth grade boyfriend or something. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Let's talk about our ninth grade boyfriends and girlfriends. Here we go around the table. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. That's it, folks. Okay. Uh, that was Lord of the Rings. That was Lord of the Rings trilogy. We did it. I'm we so happy it. we did it. Woo-hoo. Now. We go to the Hobbit, guys. Oh, hell yeah. And there will be I thoughts. Mean, yeah. There will be uh, controversies. There will be, there will be discussions. Friendships will be tested. <laughs> I'll give a fuck what anyone I will be attacked <laughs> relentlessly multiple times. I love those movies. It'll be three, three pro people and two indifferent people. I think too. I actually like mentioned when we first started recording that I rewatched The Hobbit way more than I rewatched Lord of the Rings. Just because Lord of the Rings is like special. Like it's it's special. But The Hobbit oh, I have so much fun with those fucking movies. Anyway. I, I, we'll I'm, excited. I'm excited because I I said this before on the podcast. Um, I've only watched those in theaters and since then have yet to, to, to rewatch. Um, and I bought the extended editions, which is what we're doing. Yep. Yeah, we're doing the extended editions. We're going to do them like Lord of the Rings, split them up into parts. At least two parts per movie. Oh, I'm so excited. We're never going to be done with this goddamn podcast. <laughs> um, it'll be my first time watching the Sense Theater, so we'll see what happens. Same. We'll see. Yeah, I'm yeah. so fucking excited. I'm so excited. I'm so we'll excited. So there you go. So stay tuned, listeners, for that episode. Uh, for those episodes yeah. coming up, the next episode will be The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, Part 1. Stay tuned. All right. Let's do it. You can follow me at sick underscore underscore six six or more salacious content over at the blur bitch underscore underscore. And you can listen to my podcast sequels, S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S through Talk Film Society or anywhere you hear your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Shot First. And I'm the host of Talk Film Society's Keanu Reeves retrospective podcast, Keanu Believe It, which is also on Twitter 
at Karen, I believe it. You can follow me on Twitter at play underscore champion. And I also host a Disney podcast called Dream a Little Deeper. Follow me on Twitter, Rocky Warrants, R-O-C-K-I-E-W-A-R-A-N-T-Z. And because of this uh, gross pandemic, I've been doing a whole bunch of gaming. So I'm also on Twitch. So Rock Agus on Twitch if you want to watch me game and come hang out. And you can follow me on Twitter at Marcelo J. Pico. And you can follow Talk Film Society at Talk Film SOC. Go to our website, talkfilmsociety.com. Listen to our other podcasts, read our articles. And if you want to hear bonus episodes of this show and others, go to patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode where we cover part one of The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey.